Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us again today for TLC Presents Conversations. Everybody, say hello to my friend, Nathan Stornetta. Thanks, Nathan, so much for joining us. I truly appreciate you being here today. For those of you who know Nathan, uh, you know what a great guy he is. For those that you don't, let me introduce him to you. Nathan is the Director of Client Relations at Produce Careers. Uh, Produce Career is an executive uh, search firm for employers and employees. Um, Nathan's job, his responsibility is uh, managing all their executive recruiters across the country. Uh, and he helps work to facilitate the clients and their prospective clients' needs in the hiring space. Uh, Nate is a graduate of Purdue University. And, and by the way, when you were at Purdue, did their football team suck back then too? You don't have to answer that, don't worry about it. Um, he's an avid sports fan. He's a, he's a youth coach. And more importantly, he's a great husband, great father. And he's been a part of uh, the family, his family, at Produce Career since 2005. So, Brother Nathan, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me and, and informing people about what it is you actually do. And, and one of the cool things about this platform is that we really want to uplift brands. We want to uplift ideas and what people are doing uh, because there's a lot of things that people you know, they think, oh, I kind of know what that is, but they don't really know what that is. And so this is a really cool opportunity, I think, for people to understand what it is that you do and the value that you provide and the services you provide. So I'm looking forward to hanging out today. I'm looking forward to learning a few things. I got some questions for you that I want answers to. So I think this should be a ton of fun. Thanks for so having me, Todd. Yeah, yeah to totally. A, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Totally a pleasure. So Produce Careers is a legacy company. Right. So your family started it. It's, you know, your family's all involved. So what family members are in there today and, and continue to work inside the business? Sure. Uh, so, yes, uh, Father David Stornetta founded Purdue Careers in 2000. Uh, prior to that, he was the general manager of Opio there on the Central Coast in Santa Maria. Uh, right. So he had close to seven, eight years running that company. And that's where I actually got my first taste of the produce industry. I worked there in high school back in the cart yard. Uh, doing a variety of things, as you can imagine, as a 16, 17-year-old kid, um, but thoroughly enjoyed it. And then when Opio uh, sold, uh, that was a transitional phase of which uh, Dave started strategic consulting, not only in fresh produce, but other in other agribusiness sectors. Um, and with that, there came some opportunities via his network to help companies with their uh, talent needs. So hence cool. he started Produce Careers in Arroyo Grande, uh, the village of AG, started with a few independents and uh, his business grew. I was actually doing my own deal between 2000 and 05. I graduated in 2000. Um, first job out of school was with ConAgra Foods, doing retail sales in the upper Midwest, and then had an opportunity to do sales in the OEM market here in Indiana, original equipment manufacturers. So I mm -hmm. had the exposure working with automotive, military, medical, uh, manufacturers. So had that sales and BD acumen experience right. and simultaneously as produce careers was growing. Uh, in fact, dad invited me to come down to the Southeast Produce Council. They had a function in Florida uh, in 04. And that's when we started to talk shop. You know, he was sharing the success of produce careers, right. uh, the opportunities. And, and uh, we, we talked for a few months and decided to pull the trigger in working together. Uh, hence, I stayed here in Indianapolis. Uh, this is home for my family. And naturally, we're headquartered in uh, Arroyo Grande. So we started to grow the business uh, as far as additional family members. My sister Heidi actually jumped in uh, for about a year, um, kind of dabbling. And it you know, probably just wasn't for her, which was totally fine. And uh, But in 2010, uh, older brother DJ Stornetta alluded to wanting to move back from uh, LA to the Central Coast. So mm -hmm. naturally we embraced DJ with his skills and 
what an opportunity to work together as a family. And we're all so unique, you know, dad is the total uh, type A, uh, you know, drive the ship leader. Um, I have more of the relationship skills. DJ is very much an ideator. So I'd like to think that between the three of us collectively we work well together and representing our industry. So well, at the moment, I, and then naturally then uh, can't forget mama, you know, Mary is uh, fantastic. She's, you know, big part of our company, especially in the early days, traveling around the country with father and uh, pitching produce career. So yeah, to this day, she still goes to shows and we have fun. That's awesome. So going back to your dad kicking around the idea of doing this, right? He's in, he's in the grower shipper type space and all of a sudden he wakes up one day and goes, Oh, executive recruiter opportunity. I mean, what was the, what's the why behind that? Did you just see an opportunity and a need that wasn't being fulfilled? Uh, yes. He, he had some exposure to the executive search community. Okay. Mm -hmm. Particular party. Um, they had some dialogue for about a year of which there was a realization that the market had a big need in filling mid mid-level positions. Mm -hmm. When you look at the, you know, the triangle, if you will, uh, top to bottom, uh, naturally a lot of firms in, in the early days were catering to the C-suite, but, you know, huge market, right, for, right. for mid-level. So that was the original thought, Todd, and found for Dave to found produce careers. But simultaneously, you know, our network and our aptitude encompasses the collective supply chain, uh, from C-suite executive level down to mid-level. And that's why we have the team that we have. You know, we're, a lot of people may not know, but we have uh, six recruiters on our staff uh, between right. California, Indy, and Austin, Texas. So Love it. that's how we so, got into it. So tell me a little bit about um, what the role is of an executive search firm. It's a great question. Uh, the first I try. That I, I try. I <laughs> try. Uh, our role, you know, I think at the end of the day is being an advisor, being a consultant, right. because we value partnerships. Uh, we're not here to flip resumes and shotgun people to our, no, that's not how we work. Um, and I think that's why you see us at many trade shows, right? All throughout the country, PMA, United, mm -hmm. Southeast, Viva, FPFC, whatever. Um, that's an opportunity, it's, it's platforms for produce careers to engage with people, right? Mm -hmm. As executive search consultants, learn what their needs are, mm -hmm. what their challenges are within the supply chain, and how can we be a proactive extension with their talent acquisition? I love that. Yeah. One of the things I think is really, really cool is that you guys tout um, relationship-driven approach, and I'm all about that. In my business and my clients, you know, when, I, when I'm working with sales teams or marketing teams and talking, I'm all about the relationship, right? I'm a big believer that there's, you know, people before POs is a good mantra of mine. Um, so tell me, how you do what you do along those lines. And I mean, and, and, and what's the process that Produce Careers goes through? Sure, sure. So uh, very much a partnership uh, aspect as to how we approach our business, Todd. Mm -hmm. But from there, you have your deliverables, right? People may like you, <laughs> give you a shot, but all right, so the door is open. Right. Now the ball's in our court and we have to execute. So right. we have a great staff, well-tenured staff, uh, with our process, it's again, needs analysis, uh, more importantly, learning about the company's culture, what's important to them, mm -hmm. right? So we're matchmakers and uh, we offer our team a collective uh, platform of resources. You know, our database has gotten very immense over 20 years. And then there's other strategic, you know, pinpoints that we'll tap into and, and industry advisors like, you, you know, we, we talk shop on occasion. Mm -hmm. um, 
because you're an expert in the organic community, retail sales channel, go-to-market strategies, and and you very well could have someone to refer for an exciting initiative. Um, right. So yeah, we, we cast a wide net and then hone in our findings, right market findings for our clients' hiring process. Um, I love I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I love so, that. You know, I, I think what's really cool about what you do, and I think people may or may not recognize this, is that you truly do have a large impact on people's lives <laughs> and you're a part of that. And I think that um, that has to be a, a, a real high sense of satisfaction to you and, and to everybody else on the team that you have that opportunity. If, it, if I would. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In, in many ways uh, that that's the true joy of the nature of our work, right? Going to trade shows, seeing a candidate that you placed who's happy. They've been there, you know, seven, eight years. And I'll never forget uh, about eight years ago, we brought up an individual from Mexico working with an industry supplier in the packaging side, and they had a need for the South, Southwest market. And they were open to sponsorship. Fantastic, right? So mm-hmm. we found someone in Mexico who wanted to move his family to the States, sharp, well-educated young man, and uh, it happened. And he's still wow. with the same entity to this day. You know, in fact, we're, we have a project with this entity right now. And and that came up with one of our kickoff calls. Or hey, Jose, he's doing great. Let's do that again. Oh, I so, love that. So, so yeah. you have an international reach. So you're 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 going everywhere you can to try to find talent. You know, we we have to. Uh, the landscape is changing with ag production. Sure. Right? Being a na- California native, kind of we're seeing the changes and the challenges that's going on in California. A lot of those growers have. Uh, invested in production in Mexico or South America. So we're following the supply chain. Absolutely. Things are changing. I, I, I would forecast that they'll continue to change. Um, and we also do some work up in Canada from time to time. But yeah, there's definitely definitely huge international presence in the fresh produce industry. I love that. So you work with companies, obviously, but you also work specifically with individuals. And that's something I'm, I'm interested. So how do you work with an individual? How does an individual pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, I'm looking to make a change in my life. And would you help me? Sure. Well, in our world, there's two types of candidates. One is the uh, active candidate, right? They're eagerly seeking a new opportunity. Could be mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons. And then there are passive candidates. Those folks are happily, gainfully employed. But uh, again, our obligation is to add value to our clients and share market findings. So we have to cover both sides of the fence. Uh, individuals are more than welcome to cr- come to Produce Careers, upload their information, or simultaneously they can pick up the phone and call someone like me on our team and, and confide mm-hmm. as to what's going on in their world. And that happens occasionally, you know, quite yeah. frequently yeah. actually. So there's a lot yeah. of ways to get in touch with Produce Careers and technologies, you know. <laughs> well, I want to talk. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about technology. Yeah, I want to talk about technology a little bit because, you know, obviously with the advent of the internet, everything has changed. But, you know, everybody thinks that it's um, somewhat probably easy to place people in jobs, you know, using internet-based stuff like that. So kind of want to lead lead into it a couple different directions. But I guess my first question is, how has the internet affected what you do and how you do it? Sure. And and, and specifically, mm -hmm. let's, you know, whether it be LinkedIn or, you know, any of these uh, um, um, job sites, you know, platforms, et cetera. Sure. Well, I think technology's changed things for everyone. Uh, the world's moving at a quicker rate. You can access information 
quickly, it's readily available. So how does that correlate to people and organizations that are hiring? Sure, the, there's a lot of online platforms where organizations can share their needs and as they should, right? I mean, why not? But what is, what is the variance in that exercise in ver versus working with a search firm such as Produce Careers? You know, the one thing, Todd, you cannot replace is that human interaction. And relationships. Relationships and knowing what the heck companies need, right? You may get lucky with the job posting, but in tapping into us, uh, we have the expertise, we have the candidate pipeline to expedite their search and give them viable benchmarks because, if, hey, if, if their goal is to hire the best, why wouldn't they use produce careers? That was no a good plug. Oh, no good down, plug. I love no it. Downside. I love it. No, no downside totally. to seeing what's in the market. Um, well, I, you and know, they, and they're not handcuffed. They're not handcuffed in working with us. You know, there's different models to engage our services mm -hmm. exclusively, which, you know, that partnership's always there to work exclusively right. with produce careers. But if they want to go the contingency route, network on their own, but use us as well, again, because the goal is to hire the best. Mm -hmm. So we're here to help ensure that final choice. Right. Well, it's got to be challenging for somebody that makes a decision to, to go on a platform and all of a sudden they get 200 resumes and they're trying to make decisions completely based off of what's on a piece of paper. I mean, that's a challenge. It has to be. Um, sure. And you have so, to also consider who's doing the vetting process at that organization. You know, sure. we, we, you know, I mean, there are internal experts and there are external experts at every organization. Internal mm -hmm. experts typically correlates to HR. Right. Well, external, external experts typically is the guy that's making the final hiring decision. Right. Right. So, well, that's, and, and it's a great, thank you for setting me up for this next question because that's what I was going to ask you next. It's like, well, what advice would you give an HR team that is only relying on the internet sites to hire? Uh, my advice to, is to be open-minded, right? Because it's so competitive with talent acquisition that mm -hmm. you need to, I mean, everyone's clamoring for talent right now too, Todd. There's been mm -hmm. a big shift. Our country's reopening. There's optimism. There's in-person events going on. So I think uh, we're a little bit bullish right now. Hence, there's uh, a big influx of hiring. We're seeing it in particular in the past 60 days. Um, so I would, I would advise the internal experts, say, hey, you you're competing with a lot of people in the industry to, to attain talent. So embrace all the resources, include your counterparts with the screening and vetting process. Cause you just don't know, you don't want to miss anything. Right. You but, uh, anything. Your, your dad said something and, and hopefully you, you know, quote about this very subject. And could you share, can you share that quote that he has? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'll never forget it, but uh, the saying is this hiring authorities will make quick, hiring decisions based on skill sets, but they'll make quick firing decisions based on character traits. Yeah, I and think that's, that's powerful. It's, it's, it's fact. So um, you, you, to, to follow up on what you said about the country reopening and coming out of this world where, you know, everybody said Zoom once in their life in the, you know, the last 12 months, um, is working remotely now or working from home an active negotiating tool now for, for people? Possibly. Yeah. Depends on the type of position. Right. I, I would, I would say that correlates more so towards sales positions. Mm -hmm. If the company is well-structured and has the software platforms for people to plug and go, right. Do their day-to-day -day successfully. Right. Uh, 
but it's interesting you bring up that question. I talked to an individual yesterday, an owner, and they said, man, this pandemic, I think it's, it's really changed things because when they're getting applicants, these are the questions the applicants are asking. Can I work from home? And his mindset is, we need to be together. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's be mm -hmm. a team. And you cannot replace the day-to-day -day banner you have with your coworkers, right? Ideation, right. execution, et cetera. Um, but no, hey, a lot of it depends on the person. If they're autonomous, self-disciplined, and perform, right? Companies like to see their bottom line improved. Then uh, I think that can be a case by case situation, but our, our industry is pretty pretty unique, as you know. Fresh produce, um, for sure. It's twenty four seven, three sixty five. So when you have mm -hmm. your people together to, uh, you know, partner and, and execute, it really helps. Well, you know, I, and the reason I asked that question is because in some of my conversations with people, um, you know, I've talked to some some companies that you know in our space and to their sales guys who have been working from home, um, and Interestingly, their numbers are higher as a company. Their sales dollars, their, their performance is better since they've been at home year over the, you know, being back in the office. And so now there's this real argument kind of going on like, well, we're certainly not underperforming. Everybody seems happier. What are you going to do? And I know there's been businesses that have turned back their leases on, on places. Um, I know some major companies. I, I talked to somebody uh, up in Canada and talked about how guys in the banking field we're just abandoning their office spaces downtown like in Toronto and, and just going back to that home deal. So it's going to be curious to see coming out of this pandemic and coming out of, you know, getting back to normal where that actually fits and sits. Cause I do believe you're correct. I think, you know, losing culture inside your walls hurts your brand in a lot of ways as well. Potentially again, it, it all starts at the top and the, you know, the, the owners and leaders, they set the tone with culture and hopefully people embrace it and they're all on the same page. Sure. Um, I think I think all of us <laughs> that have weathered the storm have learned to, you know, cut operational costs in certain capacities. Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, people have looked at their general ledger and thinking, do we really need this? <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. I'd be curious to know if you took like a really just, you know, it's kind of a wild sidebar thought. But, you know, think of a company that's got 5000 people working in an office building and everybody's working from home. How much money are they saving annually on coffee? <laughs> it's a fair question i'm just curious i don't know the answer but it's like well, that's something to ponder so yeah uh -huh. going back to stuff what like what advice would you give somebody and i mean i know this is kind of a, a very broad question but what advice would you give somebody about using services like yours from which side the client side or the candidate yeah side? either way either one whichever one you want to answer answer well, them both yeah You're on the spot. well like i said like i said with my previous statement that I don't think there's any downside. Right. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but um, no, well, the question's a bit repetitive, are, but I no, think, yeah, at the end of the day, we are the fresh produce industries recruiting experts. So why wouldn't you tap into that knowledge? Right. Right. To access information on people. Right. We're in the people industry, go to our new website, producecareers.com. And we're, we're blasting people, 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 man. We're in the people business. We're yeah. passionate about the people and we're here to, we're here to help. Right. That's what well, we're all no. about. Well, it is. And I think, again, I'm, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir because it is all about people. It's about relationships. It's about driving that. It's about embracing that um, because people are your best, you know, 
you got to have the people to sell your brand and your people are your best asset. And if you turn your back on them and don't go about things in the right manner, isn't you generally have problems trying to be successful? There's no two ways about that. Absolutely. And then from the client's perspective with hiring, every hire is an investment, whether you do it for on sure. your own or not. So, you know, a bad hire that costs a lot of money, time yeah. and money. Time, yeah, for sure. It's going to pay you dividends for the long term. Mm-hmm. So that's why you use us. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree with that statement. I would agree with that statement. What, what's the number one thing people do to shoot themselves in the foot when they're out job hunting? <laughs> Probably over promising on who they are. Oh, interesting. A little embellishment on the re- little extra page on the resume. Sure. That's interesting. I've never thought I, that's that's interesting. I've never thought about that, but so, I'm sure that is relatively common. It happens. It happens yeah. more times than you would think. Right. So that's the old, honesty is the best policy. Well, um, no doubt. Front, uh, be transparent with who you are as a person. And simultaneously, be transparent as you are as a company. And you can omit the, you know, the funny business. So, I like that. that. That's a great answer. So, yeah, what, that would what, be my advice. Just be transparent who you are, the value you bring to the table. Um, when we work with candidates for their next move, we need them to be, again, full disclosure on, on what they need, what's best mm-hmm. for them and their family. Where do you want to live? Right? We have these conversations. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, people have a certain value in the industry. And I don't care if you're living in Salinas, Vidalia, Wenatchee, Indianapolis. I, and that can be a challenge for employers as well. Mm-hmm. So, and we can talk about where I live here in Indy, the cost of living, very affordable, right? Buy a house, you can have land, the whole deal. But when you're recruiting talent and someone's been in the industry for 10, 20 years and they've earned it, this is my value in the market, Mm -hmm. especially if you're to let me work from home. (laughs) I'm not advocating, I'm only asking. You know, so (laughs) this is the price, baby. This is what I warrant. So don't worry about, I I think companies sometimes get caught up and miss and miss an opportunity to hire someone because they think, well, our cost of living is more, they they should be willing to take a 20% or 10% cut. Like, really? This is who I am and this is what I can bring to the table. Oh, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we see it, we see it in sports, you know, is, is, you know, you see the elevation of salaries in sports and different things and performers or whatever the case may be. And it's, relevant to the market it's relevant to their value that they return back right i mean a, a guy that take a guy that's batting 150 you know batting average isn't going to make the same thing as a guy that's batting 335 which is common exactly. sense and i and your point's valid just to to, to dovetail on that a little bit because because you said it you said it briefly in one of your sentences but what's kind of uh how do people shoot themselves you know or give somebody just some fast advice during the interview process because you talked about transparency right and, mm-hmm. and Sure. And, and, and that's really super, super important. But what's something that your experience tells you that they do wrong in the interview process? Uh, well, a couple things. I, if someone brings up how much they want, right, when it comes to salary, probably not the right time to do it with their first mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. The, the objective is to see if there's synergies between both parties. So leave that for later, right? Mm-hmm. And furthermore, if that candidate's working with us, then our client already has a read as to what they can expect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have to be educated and, and you know, competent 
when it comes to the technical side. Right. You know, there's there's hard skills and soft skills, but when it comes to the hard skills, I mean, don't again, don't embellish, don't make things up. Don't try and say things that you think are going to appease or make you more attractive to this employer. It's like, right. here's what I know, here's what I've done. Here's what I'd love to learn and what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Is there an opportunity to to do that with you guys? Right? So, I, that's great. Yeah. That's that really is good advice and I think it goes back to what you said about transparency and over embellishing and the whole nine yards. I, I think people, it's, it's, and I know, and it's tough because, you know, people may be out of work or trying to find new work. And sometimes it's almost, a, it, it, you could be rushed into the process. And I think if I'm hearing you correctly, it's not necessarily a rushed process. It, it, there is a process and it is a little methodical and it needs to be methodical on both sides, whether you're the person looking for a job or looking for somebody with a job, you know, I, 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 if I hear you correctly, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. You're, you're kind of leaning towards is, is that patient's process. Absolutely. Well, every employer's hiring process is different, but mm-hmm. typically there's anywhere from say the bare minimum, three steps all the way up to six just depends. Well, I've heard guys, you know, some of these things take two, three, four months. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, we just picked up a CFO search in the Pacific Northwest this morning, and uh, they're, they're a family organization, and they're big believers in, in the psychology of things and, and matching people up accordingly with personality assessments. So they said, we plan on implementing the Myers-Briggs. Great. Yeah, a lot of our clients do. A lot of value. Right. When do you plan you should... on implementing this? Right. That was my question. When do you plan on having the candidate fill this out? Right. They said, well, let's let's do it after the first interview. I said, perfect. Because if you're going to wait till the tail end and then some information comes back, then we've wasted time. Right. Or if you do it on the very front end before you even talk to someone, and these things aren't perfect. So at least hear someone out. You may make your decision after that first phone screen and say, yeah, well, they're not for us. We're not going to do the Myers Briggs next. Uh, can, can you share yeah. real quickly what that is for the folks who don't know? Myers yeah, Briggs. It's a personality assessment that matches uh, who you are accordingly with this company culture. So, um, be like TLC, you have your employees, you all do the Myers Briggs, come up with your information. Now you have your core information mm-hmm. and how people can correlate to your company, right? So, you set the foundation. And then other folks, you know, prospective people that want to join TLC have to do the Myers-Briggs and you can go, oh, well, they're in quadrant B. We're actually in quadrant A. This may not work. So, right. yeah, that's kind of the generality of, of how cool. it works. Well, just for those so, that don't know. Um, yeah. Another kind of question and just, you know, not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to because I don't care. But um, <laughs> is there a hiring pet peeve that you wish you could stop? A hiring pet peeve. Uh-huh. You could say stupid questions like these and we can move on, but nonetheless, I mean, is, there, you know, is, there some, is there something that you see it just like? Yeah, I, I guess, uh, I guess when we work with a company that may be, I don't know, for lack of better words, too departmentalized where they're not mm-hmm. working cohesively. It's like, okay, you got to go through this quadrant, this, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a search committee. Let's formulate a hiring committee with all the experts of your company because this is going to expedite the process. Right. And the more layers you have, so that's a pet peeve. Right? The more layers you have, it's going to slow down the process. Simultaneously, it's very competitive. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times the candidates that we're working with aren't only entertaining the one that we have, but they could probably maybe interviewing with someone else. Sure. So it's all about timing. Timing. Right. If you see someone that's good, act. Right. Don't wait because if you wait too long, they're gone. Right. Yeah. No, I. Huh? I like that. So I got a question that's kind of a, a departure um, from the produce career side of things. And the reason I ask this question is that I think that you, uh, more than a lot of folks, have a very, very unique perspective um, on the produce supply chain and how it's changed. So I got a couple three-part questions. I'm going to throw them all out there at once. That way, if you kind of Gurge into something bigger. I just roll with it because I'm happy because I think your perspective is going to be very unique. I think people are going to want to hear it. But, it, you know, how has the produce supply chain changed? Kind of where is it heading today? And how is it impacting people? Well, first, I would like to say I'm not the, the full expert with the produce supply chain. I know, um, but you have such a unique perspective because you have right. such a you have such a huge view. Correct. Yeah, from sitting on the sidelines and been at this for 15 years, just observing what's going on, um, you know, everything starts in the ground, Todd. So there, there's exciting initiatives with seed manufacturers. I think that's cool. Understanding consumer trends, mm-hmm. right? If you look at the leading categories, right, like mangoes, avocados, berries, and as I compare against, say, 10 years ago, um, right. let's talk about traditional growers, too. You know, grow, pack, ship, commodity business. Well, companies are having, if you're a leafy green producer, I mean, look at all the players that have diversified what they've done over the years. Mm-hmm. And packing, tailored, curation foods. It's, I mean, the list goes on and on, but people, these organizations are thinking, we've got to make, do something different that's going to appeal to the consumers, right? Mm-hmm. Grab and goes, meal kits. You're seeing more and more of that. Right. A lot of these companies, these startups are popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been an interesting observation. Traditional companies, you know, there's a food movement going on. There really is. For sure. Uh, what else can we talk about? Uh, growing practices. Right. We talk about the challenges in California with labor, land, water, 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 <laughs> uh, water. Yeah. So I think the guys in the controlled, environment ag space are poised for significant growth, right? Because they can set up shop locally, produce in a greenhouse and bang. And now their shipping costs for the retailers have, you know, been cut way, way down. In fact, shipping is nuts right now. You know that. There's a problem. There's a pallet shortage. There's, you know, loads moving from Cali, you know, 12, 15 grand a pot moving loads and a lot of challenges in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got inflation. Everyone's aware of that. So, but hey, was, we're very innovative in the produce industry. We'll figure it out. It seems yeah. to be the norm. It seems mm-hmm. to be what we've done for a lot of years. Absolutely. And then I think uh, the import side of the business is just going to be more and more too. These growers in Peru, Chile, Colombia, right? Yeah. There's new ones popping up each year uh, to cater to global distribution. Absolutely. Yeah. We've talked. We've talked with some. Um, some importers and about the changes that they face and what's going on and some of the struggles, but no, it sounds like the import thing is going to continue to grow. Um, and, and it's interesting because we think about imports only as like what's coming here. But when you talk with them, the import thing is growing globally, right? You know, the, 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 the middle-class in China is the exact 
basic population in the United States, 300, you know, 50 gazillion people. And so uh, uh, it's pretty interesting to see how the world is shifting and changing for sure. And how the supply chain is shifting and changing. Interesting. I appreciate yes. your perspective. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I don't really care. Like I said, if I did. Anyway. Oh, so <laughs> I want to shift, I want to shift gears a little bit and, and, um, and, and have a little bit of fun and, and ask you some, some other questions and just kind of come full circle on a few things, but share something uh, with us a little bit about people that inspired you in your life. Certainly. Uh, you know, who comes to mind is my mother's father, my granddad, my grandpa, Joe Shemansky is second generation Polish American. Oh, uh, Polish. Born, absolutely. Good. He was born in the twenties and, uh, served in World War II. Uh -huh. uh, in fact, my uncle Harvey, who's a wonderful dynamic man, shared more information on our grandpa that I didn't even know until six months ago. Wow. I knew he was a B-52 pilot in World War II, but that was it. Grandpa never talked about it. Right. Uh, but Uncle Harv disclosed to us that he was somewhat of an American hero because I guess the way he understands, Todd, is if a pilot flew 20 25 sorties, they can go home, right? Right, right? He renewed, he renewed three times. He did 50 plus sorties. Wow. Bombing in Germany, flying over his homeland in, in Poland. Um, so just, you know, I have no idea what people went through at that time, but uh, that impacts me for someone to serve his country, serve the world, come home, had five kids, opened up his own business there in Monterey, California. My mother grew up in Pacific Grove on Walnut Street. And, uh, you know, Grandpa by far is the most classy, humble man I've ever met. You know, just visiting him in his house, he'd always be put together. Slacks, sweater, you know, had a lot of pride. So I think I, that's... I, I, yeah, I, just, I think, unfortunately, with today's society, that kind of mindset is dwindling the pride and right. you know taking care of your family and etc so yeah, uh, and then also you know aside from grandpa joe my my parents hardware and that stems from how they were raised dad grew up on a dairy in mendocino county mm -hmm. uh you know life of a dairyman is tough <laughs> cows don't milk themselves so that's why, it, that's why he went to the recruiting business you know, <laughs> well, i think he went to cal poly slow and realized wow pretty nice down here um, so yeah, a lot of respect and admiration for my father and feel very blessed to have been able to work in the past 15 years. We've had a hell of a time. We really have. Oh, your dad's a great guy. No, you know, and I, you. it, you, you share the story about your grandfather, which is why I brought it back up. And, and my grandfather was the same way, you know, this, uh, Polish immigrant, uh, served our country, shared very few stories about the war. He was on a ship, um, just an interesting guy in the same way, always had on his slacks, always had on a press shirt, just every day was just about always being at your best. And I think that's a really, uh, it was a great lesson as a kid to be around. You know, it was a great lesson to be around. So I can appreciate that's, that well, story. Obviously that torch has been passed along to you, my friend, because you're looking mighty dapper right now. Well, you know, I've always say I have a face <laughs> for radio, right? So I don't know, we'll see what this platform <laughs> does for me. Tell us, tell me, tell me something and, and uh, tell me something about yourself that uh, nobody probably knows, or of course, that of course you're willing to share publicly, but uh, share, share something about yourself that nobody knows. Yeah. 
Sure. Uh, get embarrassed. Get embarrassed now. You know, love music. Don't talk cool. about music a whole lot. Unfortunately, music is, I think, that's something that should still be part of our children's school curriculum. But uh, anywho, mom, Mary Stornetta, has been teaching piano for, gosh, 35 plus years. So I've wow. had that exposure as a kid. I played piano up until eighth grade and then uh, opted to go with the sports route in high school. But nonetheless, music is a big part of my life. And uh, I like musicians with diversity, right? They mm -hmm. can not only... Uh, sing but play instruments and the whole deal so my favorite band mr linsky is fish from vermont nice the nice fish. yeah nice killer jam band they do a really they are good yeah, they're, they're really they're, really good they're fantastic and uh it looks like they're going to be performing here in indianapolis at deer creek for three nights in august so it's pretty good odds i might be there in my lawn chair well we'll have to uh you know I, i've been in the organic produce business a long time we'll have to swap some stories of uh pre-fish when i was uh, a, a deadhead and uh, we can we can go back and forth and tell some tales i'm quite sure uh, I, I can only imagine quite. so i love it i love the music thing and i got to point out I'm, I'm assuming that that is the drum I, I think it's hard to see on screen but i think that's the drum from purdue right it right is behind you? Uh, yes uh, my office i've got the uh ross aid stadium the purdue drum and then if i turn my camera uh we have this tower in the middle of the campus nice so uh yeah, I'm a boiler, proud of it. We're kind of the minority here in the state of Indiana. I have to deal with Hoosier fans and Notre Dame fans and bandwagon fans, you know. Oh. But uh, yeah, that is apparently one of the world's largest sports drums. And uh, during my time frame, you could hold your head high as a Purdue football fan. I was there at the same time as Drew Brees. Well, I was going to say, it's, at least you guys got to beat something on the football field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather talk about basketball these days. Not a problem. I like no problem. an IU fan now, don't I? <laughs> so I want to shift gears. Let's go have a little bit of fun as we wind this thing down a little bit. Let's do a little TLC trivia. You can, you're playing for serious cash and prizes right now. You're not actually. Bring it, man. Yeah, no, you are. And, and people can play at home. They can call our operators. You know, they're standing by, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Fire them off. Give me some fast answers. You ready? Are you afraid of spiders? No. How about snakes? Very much so. Okay, very honest. I you're you're. I, I love that. Yeah, a gardener snake. You'll see me running, bro. I love it. That's, <laughs> I love the I love the honesty. So next one, dog or cat? Oh, bird dogs all day. Let's go hunt some quail. Come on. That was a that was the right answer, sir. Cake cake or pie? Oh, got to go with a good good pie. Apple pie, vanilla. Mm. Tough to all Americana coming in, yeah, coming in, coming into the summer, coming into summer, talking about apple pie. Love we can it. do peach. That's fine. I love it. All right. So here's, here's really a tough question. And this is going to test your honesty with me. Have you ever worn socks with a pair of sandals? And if you're lying, I will ask Carla for information. Absolutely not. I don't believe you. No, I don't think so. I think you answered that just, I think it was a little shady on an answer. You want to think it through again? <laughs> I guess a little shady. I don't know let you go with me. I may have forgotten a few things over the years, Todd. I don't, I don't know. But Okay, so you're waffling now. So I was right. I picked you apart. I picked you apart Socks on that with sandals. <laughs> I'm wearing sandals right now. I've got some killer reefs on and, uh, yeah, no socks. And, and black socks. All right. So <laughs> fill, fill in the blank for this one. Fill in the blank. When I dance, I look like. The man. The man. 
<laughs> the man, I was not expecting the man. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm assuming you're finding it to be positive. Not a lot of people can dance. Not a lot of people can dance. Well, I'm not like the right? man. And again, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, when I was eight years old, Jackson five, Michael Jackson was hot. So no doubt. Was scraping it up, bro. No doubt. I love it. <laughs> That's a great answer. It's a great answer. One final question for our time together. And um, I, 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 end, I end every one of these with this, you know, the same question. I think it's super important. If you had um, only one thing that you could say about produce careers, what would it be? Genuine. Which can feed out in many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the core. But um, yeah, we're in the people business, but that could be kind of a loose term, but we truly care about what we do, uh, the importance of what we offer in the produce industry, mm -hmm. um, helping companies grow, impacting people's lives with career changes. And then our, our team here at Produce Careers, right? We're a family. Mm -hmm. So I personally feel a big obligation to making this a wonderful place for them to work and do what they want to do in life. Beautiful. So we're all in this together, baby. Yeah. That's such a great answer. I, I, I love that question. I love the answers I get from it. Nathan, I can't thank you enough for stopping by and hanging out with us here, sharing with people, opening up a little bit, giving some insight to not only what you do, but the process that's involved and how important the process is and that it's just not kind of a laissez-faire kind of uh, business. It's actually one that has a lot of value and a lot of meaning and provides a lot of service. And so again, thank you for taking the time to hang out with us. Um, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. And everybody. Todd. Yeah, no problem, brother. And everybody that's been watching and hanging out with us, we appreciate you too, as well. Um, thanks for taking the time to uh, stop by and listen. To what we have to say, we look forward to sharing more stories with you and uh, you being a part of uh, the conversation. Thanks everybody. We appreciate it. Have a great day. Huge shout out to Nathan and all the crowd at Produce Careers. What a great group they are. They do such a, I think, service to the industry. Um, and it was fun to learn more. Uh, there were certain some things I didn't realize, and I was happy to get into that dialogue with him. So a huge shout out to them once again for participating with us. Thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate you very, very much. If you're interested in coming on, sharing your story with us, uplifting your brand, Give us a shout. You know how to find me, tlc.organic. Best way, send me a message. Todd at toddlinsky.com is my email. Um, thank you once again for participating with us and listening. Uh, the audio version is available on all the podcast channels, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, et cetera. Video version is available on our YouTube channel, as well as our website, tlc.organic. Uh, we'll keep updating all the social sites. Don't forget us on Instagram, uh, tlc underscore toddversations. Uh, let's elevate the game, everybody. Let's keep talking. So come, let's chat. I'd love to have you. I'd love to learn more. I'd love to uplift your brand and educate people about what's going on out there. So I really do appreciate you stopping by. And remember, go inspire somebody today. It's super important. Thanks a lot for being with us.